When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. AEW Fight for the Fall in 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and Mr. Matt Morgan to talk about AEW's third pay-per-view. Matt, what did you think of the show tonight? Good. good. I, I enjoyed a majority of it, if not all of it. You know what I mean? Um, we'll get into each thing. I just... Uh, it sucks because I, I'm always so biased towards it. So I'm trying to call the show legitimately, you know, as, you know, as I'm supposed to be calling it and not just be overly excited for my friends, you know, that run it. Right. So just at the end there, got a little hairy there on time and uh, felt very rushed. And um, I think there's a different way they could have executed, uh, especially the gun violence portion at the end, you know, and send that crowd home a different way in my opinion and I'll, I'll tell you how i thought we could have done it differently yeah i think uh raj we were talking about that before we went on the air for a charity show this was for <clears throat> victims of gun violence mm-hmm. it was uh, sponsored by a law firm that does a lot of work with victims of gun violence it seems like for a charity show they didn't do an extensive job i'm not gonna say they didn't do a good job but they did not do an extensive job of explaining what the charities were that it was benefiting. Uh, They didn't go into much depth on why they were doing it. And they didn't tell the audience at home how they could donate. This did feel very different for a charity show. Right. Yeah. When you're, when you think of a charity show, you think of putting the number on the screen, how other people can donate, how they can help out. Hmm. Um, But that being said, they did. I mean, it was strictly their donation and they did, but yeah, I agree. It, uh, you know, I mean, (sighs) For all these shows, I thought this was the weakest of the ones that they've done so far, just because mm-hmm. I didn't feel it was too long. Um, most of the matches didn't mean anything. So by the end, you're just kind of like, you don't care who wins. Let's just right. kind of wrap it up. Um, yeah. But it, that being said, I love the production. I loved how the show looked. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Nitro back in the day when they'd go to you know the, the beach in Florida and do the outdoor shows. So I was a big fan of that. But there were, there were definitely some uh, chinks in the armor tonight. The view gave me a reminder of the first Nitro. Yeah. The mall. What was it? The mall in, uh, mall of America. Of America. <laughs> yeah, in Minneapolis. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it gave me that. Why is that funny? Um, it gave me that feel like um, right away, as soon as they opened up, their music uh, entrance for every wrestler is a thousand times already better than WWE's. The music mm-hmm. itself, I think every wrestler's music is different. It's better. It's fresh. It sounds new. Um, and they're actually all good songs. Like, like uh, almost every wrestler's music I legitimately, like, I would listen to. I swear to God, that's one of my biggest takeaways, as silly as that might sound. But they're a brand new company and are ready to have that part of the equation solved hmm. in beating WWE by far. WWE's music rent, ring entrances suck. They're terrible. They're, they're, they're horrible um, for me as a fan. And these ones, uh, I thought were a thousand, but it was interesting for wwe for a little bit there we were getting to a point where we're getting a ton of cool entrance music like with finn balor and nakamura and, and rude and that's just kind of all gone to it's all gone to crap but i i agree i felt like the entrances were all separate um 
and and most of the booking tonight i thought made sense the video package is the video wall as well for each wrestler told that wrestler's story in a way you could tell who was who what their shtick was so to speak a lot just by watching the video wall which i thought was cool yeah no i thought that the production uh elements were very good in that regard (laughs) The commentary um, I thought sucked tonight. And I thought, you know, so many people don't know who these guys are. No one, I bet you the majority of the audience has not seen another SEMA match. So, you know, just explain who this guy is, um, you know, yeah. why he's a threat to Kenny Omega, why this match is a big deal. Sell that story of why this match matters and why Kenny Omega really just saying that he hasn't won a match yet. Well, he did win last, you know, he won. He's been in two matches. He won one in a tag match, and he lost his one singles match. So really tell the story of how big of a challenge this is. And I just felt like all throughout the night, you, you didn't get that that story of this, who these guys were. This is where they need to be careful with wins and losses, um, mm-hmm. however, is by continuing. Because eventually, let's say they're halfway, not halfway, but they're half a year into it, right? And somebody does have a losing record. What do you do? Is Kenny Omega no longer considered one of the best wrestlers in the world because he's a 500 wrestler now? Do you know what I mean? So, so like they got to be very careful about highlighting someone's losses. I, I, if I was them, I would highlight the person who's winning. Talk about them being on a winning streak. Um, maybe throw the record out there. I would never throw out somebody's actual legitimate record if it's a losing record. Uh, there's nothing to be gained from that. Nothing at all, unless it's a jobber. That's gimmick is losing streak. Hmm. And that only one or so wrestlers can do that. Not every wrestler can get away with a losing streak, like Brian Myers. You know what I mean, or someone like right. that. You know what I mean? So they got to be very careful. I would highlight the guy who's on a winning streak if you're going to talk about records and things like that. Right now, they can get away with it being you know, somebody one in one or 0 oh and two. That's okay for now, but they got to be very careful about that. Because then you're beating somebody who who, who gives a shit. You know, it's, it's, you know, who cares if somebody beats another person who's like, you know, 23 and 48? Like, who cares if they beat them? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything now. Right. Yeah, I think they're what they're trying to do is avoid the 50-50 stuff that WWE does. Um, and, and there's a way yeah. to do it. Um, yes. But I, I feel like it's silly to make a big deal with Omega right now when he's had two matches he's won one, you know, yeah. uh, in that six-man tag just two weeks ago. I agree. That being said, I think they, there were some interesting creative choices tonight. I don't think Cody had to be mm. the one to get pinned in that last match. I don't think Darby Allen had to get pinned in that six-man tag. I think. Oh, I like Dar- I like Darby Allen getting pinned. I think because, so. Yeah, because Sean Spears beat the guy. He's in yeah. a feud with Cody. He beat the guy that Cody couldn't beat. You know, Cody went to a time limit draw with Darby. So I told I thought that told a good story. See, I think Darby. Uh, Darby takes a loss after a great. Where wins and losses matter, though, now. You know what yeah. I mean, Raj? He takes the L after just a great, amazing performance of making Cody Rhodes go to a damn draw. Cody Rhodes couldn't pin him. Yeah. Right. But now like, Sean Spears is, so he's, he's much more that. of a threat now, to Cody. He now has heat in saying, hey, I beat the guy you couldn't beat. But nobody knows Darby Allen enough where that really mm-hmm. matters either. You see what I'm saying? He's not made fully yet in that way. Right, so it didn't matter to beat him either because he's not yes, made it yet. Does, and they're not, they're the not upright, going with him right now. Cody should have beat him then. If that's the case, if it doesn't matter, then Cody should have beat him, not taking him to a draw where they the the moment was to get Darby Allen over without Cody taking an L. And boy, so was, was and Cody was about to tubes. That's Cody a, was yeah, about to. Doesn't matter. The point is that he can say he did not beat him. Right, but yeah. now with the builder to their match, Sean could say, "I beat the guy you couldn't beat." Don't I, think he needed that. that. But that's not worth Darby Allen losing if you just gave your main guy a match in which he could not pin somebody. 
that somebody was now made. Now he's now almost unmade because of that loss. Not unmade. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't think it's worth it. It's not worth it. Sean, Sean Spears has enough steam on him with a chair shot to the head and all this other crap. And who gives a crap if you beat the guy he didn't beat the guy? Half the people don't even know who he is yet. But they should because the kid should be getting protected. And he should have been the one who won that match tonight, quite honestly. I just think they're building Sean to a big match <clears throat> and not Darby. So, I don't know. Yeah, but Darby, we'll I mean. Everyone in that match, probably with the exception of Jimmy Havoc, Matt, I know your views on Jimmy, which is why Jimmy should have <laughs> ate the pin, because yeah. all the the five other guys in that match are the main eventers for 2020 in AEW. I told you, easy story with 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 what's his, with the two heels not getting along, misdirection, um, and it, it, what's his name? MJF could have caused the loss to his team easily. And the only one with a big match right now, though, is Sean Spears at, at, at uh, uh, All Out. He doesn't have to lose. Yeah, he no, but have- he should get the win if he's in a big sure. match. But he could have pinned Jimmy Havoc. Joey yeah, that means that means less. He should have booked him in a singles match where he was highlighted and destroyed somebody in that ring. If that's the case, they could have, yeah, they could have done that as well. Yeah, but Darby massively over tonight. To Matt, to your point, I would have called, they- I would have switched it on the fly, Glenn, because yeah. of that. What you just he was ridiculously over. Yeah, he was getting. He probably got the best chance tonight. I think of anyone. I thought so. People yeah. really cared about him. That kid's a superstar, uh, and he's going to be huge. And, yeah, they just undid uh, the legend they were building <laughs> with him in fighting it to a draw last time. So I'm with you, Matt. Um, let's run down the card and go match by match here. So we opened with the librarian Peter Avalon with the librarian Leva Bates versus Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss coming out with the Jaguars cheerleaders, mm-hmm. uh, defeating Peter Avalon versus Pinfall in this opening match. Uh, what did you think of this, Matt? Awesome. I, I yeah. was actually really blown away by it. Um, Sonny Kiss is athletic as hell. Oh, yeah. One. And two, his entrance I thought was dope as hell. Yeah. I thought that was different. It was fresh. I've never seen that shit before. Excuse me. I've never seen that dude, some wrestler do that in an entrance. I know personally I've never been a part of a show or watched him on TV where it was like that, right, where a dude came out and actually did a number. He, had, for shoot, did a dance number. Yeah. On a wrestling show. And it for whatever random reason, it fit. It fit. His character, um, his athleticism, though, holy crap. And his facials are on point. He, he's still learning, obviously, and he's still new to the business, you can see, in some in some facets. But, like, his facial expressions at the beginning of the match when Avalon sh- took, uh, hit him with a shot and he's finally, you know, Sonny Kisses on his, on his butt selling and looking up at him, you a- actually felt sympathy for him. That dude's going to be a pretty good baby face if he Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you get behind them immediately. Absolutely, yeah. Raj. What did you think? I thought. I thought. I, I agree. I thought Sonny Kiss looked really good. He's different. He's uh, uh, he's athletic. I think his finisher looked weak as hell. I did not think that was the end of the match when he hit that. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, I thought he looked great. Um, I think the librarian stuff's got to go. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, at least Avalon wore a robe though. I was happy about that. Yeah, he, he looked good. Like if he didn't have that librarian crutch. I right. thought he looked he would be come off as uh, more of a star, but uh, no, I thought I thought this was uh, this match was good for for what it was, and and it was good to yeah. showcase for Sunny Kiss. Yeah, absolutely. That entrance one of the best I've seen in a while. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, he just got. I think Sunny's just got to lay it in a little more when he hits his moves. Like, and that's still, what I meant with, with with him being still a little new. Yeah, yeah. 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 Baker, I saw the same thing with her later too. Oh boy, yes. Okay, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's talk about right. this. Britt Baker and Riho versus uh, Bia Priestley and Shoko Nakajima. Um, 
Okay, let's talk about the obvious one when uh, Britt Baker tried to tag in the wrong girl as her partner. <sighs> Did you guys catch that? Yo, I don't think I think everyone in America <laughs> caught that one. Um, I felt terrible for her, number one. But how many years has she been wrestling? Does anybody know? Britt Baker? Um, I will look that up. She's only been doing it for like two years. Not even because my first match, I wouldn't even do something like that. You know what I mean? I don't know what. I thought maybe she was injured, honestly. I thought maybe she had a concussion. Maybe that was why she did it. She looked really skinny to me here, which is weird. Like She was just in action like two weeks ago, right? Uh, or was she in action? At, was it double or nothing, or was it just a fire? It was a double or nothing. I believe. Okay, but she looked. She looks like she, she looked pretty athletic there. I thought she looked. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if she's. I don't know. Uh, she just seemed uh, very thin and and not as athletic as she, as she did last. Well, for for me, I just thought like a lot of things were out of place for her. She looked very unsure of herself. And, and first, I'm like, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's hurt. You know, we don't know. The ref came over and checked on her a couple times. You know, I don't know what they were saying to one another. I thought maybe she got hurt and concussed potentially. But then the rest of the match, I was watching. Just like everything was off with her. Um, and a lot of that can be to somebody who's very green and very new and maybe very nervous. And they didn't have a lot of time to go over their stuff, maybe. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying that's the reason for the tag. But some of the other stuff in there was awkward with her. This was added late to the card. This was like the last thing added to the card tonight. I would not be surprised if this Whoa, was it was added today. Uh, not today, uh, this but past um, week. Yeah, in the past week. Okay, well, it's still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, she she was in that match with Kylie Ray, uh, Nyla Rose, and Awesome Kong, a double or nothing. And I I thought I thought she looked a lot better there, and just was just had an off night. So she looked it was. somebody I would have centered the company around that night. Honestly, yeah, for female division for sure. Yeah, she has the yeah. work. Her promos I thought were pretty good. Her story's cool. Um, and all that stuff still holds true. It's just I, I just thought she looked off tonight and looked at a place and I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. Bea Priestley too. I thought looked a little off as well. Yeah, she's a cool look, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose, perhaps with the tweet of the night, tweeted the clip of Britt tagging in the wrong partner, saying maybe you should have studied optometry instead, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Really? Yeah. See that. That's a good one on Twitter. That's hilarious. Yeah, her yeah. and Nyla could have a really good feud. Um, I think going forward. But uh, I mean, aside from that, I thought this match was okay. I think with the women's division, they haven't th given them as much time on being the elite. They haven't built it as much. I know it's something they say is a priority for the company, but I think the cracks there are showing a, a little bit more uh, compared to the men's division right now in AEW. Especially when they throw out a lot of girls wrestling it felt like at the beginning right like the first yeah. hour it felt like we got a lot of girls wrestling on it for some reason it felt that way to me no because we did right yeah make that up? Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> a lot a, a lot of girls ag again i think this was one of the, the the problems with the show is not having video packages and stuff to introduce mm -hmm. i feel like when you're doing these shows you got to you got to act like a lot of these people watching are not familiar with the product or are tuning in for the first time and they can't do it they did it for adam page and his was dope you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And and do it for you don't have to do it for everyone, but you know, maybe a couple people per match. You know, SEMA for sure. You know, yeah, with same. the bigger matches, you should definitely do it. But um yeah. 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 yeah I think in on who they are. That would like, have really benefited. I don't even think on commentary they did they mention that Britt Baker is a real dentist? They did. They did. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But, but like <sighs> 
it's a weird gimmick to lean into, right? I mean, I was thinking about this tonight. I tweeted this out. Don't mean to rehash Twitter jokes. But if you're telling someone about AEW, the way not to say it is like, well, they've got an actual dentist. Right. They've got the singer from Fozzie. They've got Stardust without his makeup. No, Some when, dude that's obsessed with Burberry. You know? <laughs> when you bring it up, is, 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 her being a dentist, is when you're talking to your family and friends and they're right. making fun of wrestling. And they're trying to belittle it and call it like Southern wrestling. Like, oh, right. what are you, one of these hillbillies? What are you, these toothless wonders, these trailer park trash that watch wrestling? Well, actually, you know, we have some really impressive wrestlers that, you know, we got one female that's actually a dentist. Did you know that? Hey, did you know we got another <laughs> one that ran for public elected office and was elected mayor? We got whatever the hell it is, and you throw them out there. Yeah. But as the show, the brand itself, it's war, it's welcome, as far as, in my opinion. When you introduced her, that was great. You know what I mean? It was cool, but. I know what you guys are saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they have to watch it because it can get corny really fast yes. um, and take away. That you can punch your teeth out and then fix repair them. them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, just stick to the fact that these are really talented performers, dynamic characters, dynamic personalities. Lead I, with that. But that's a very unique story for someone to be a real life dentist. It's not like Kane's old, you know, Isaac Yankum giving. This is like someone <laughs> it legit. Is. It's impressive, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel you, like. How do you translate that though, Raj, to being tough and a good wrestler? Right, right, yeah, exactly. It, it's impressive, as in presenting the wrestler as a, a smart professional, but not as uh, Dude, a, as being an ass kicker. I had a high, I had a highlight match at uh, Velocity. It was like when I was on SmackDown, and I would run SmackDown, and then I would also run Velocity. Where I'd have a squash match to really help, you know, establish me when I was on Team Lesnar early on, right, and. Josh Matthews was the commentator. He's going overtime, like really trying to help me get over when I'm killing Funaki in a minute squash match. But during that, he's like talking about, you know, Matt Morgan was a high school All-American. He was a McDonald's All-American honorable mention. He played against Vince Carter, Kevin Garnett, Stefan Marbury. Those were guys in his class, Paul Pierce. And then friggin', what's his name? Bill DeMont was the other commentator. He goes, yeah. And we've heard of them, and now we're just hearing about Matt Morgan now. What does that say to you, Josh? And what does what him being an All-American basketball player have anything to do with wrestling? <laughs> I wanted to reach on my TV and choke Bill DeMott for that. Yeah. But, but That's the only reason? Sense. But it does make sense. What the hell does that have to do with being a good pro wrestler, right? Well, well, somewhat athletic, but what does that have to do with wins and losses and me being a good wrestler? Nothing. What if yeah. you had, uh, like, you remember Bruce the Barber Bootcake would do the haircuts after the match? You had... Yeah, had Britt Baker like taking a pair of pliers, oh. taking a, a woman's teeth out afterwards. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be ha ha gaga wrestling at that point, right? But that's the only way I think you could really be, yeah. Like outlaw Ron Bass when he'd use the Spurs, make somebody look uh, become a better wrestler, be perception wise because of their you know other talent or whatever. As a face, she can like go to uh, the Ozark Mountains and treat kids with Mountain Dew mouth. They can't afford proper dentistry. That stuff is torture on your teeth. Oh, yeah. That's an actual thing. Don't Google it. Those images are nasty. Uh, let's take a break. Thank the sponsor of this episode. Oh, we got him tonight. We got him tomorrow. We got a Monday. Blue Chew. Oh, guys. Remember the days when you were always good to go? Matt, remember when you were on Velocity? What was your libido and drive like back then? Just picture it. Fixate on it. <laughs> Why did they call you the blueprint, Matt? Why? Yeah, explain it to people the blueprint. Because if, if God was to make the blueprint of the perfect giant, you're looking at it. Well, if God was to make the blueprint of the perfect boner, Blue Chew has it right there. It's blue. 
Blue Chew, blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the stuff that works. No weird science here. No feeding data into a computer. No wearing bras on your head. No. This is engineered, ready to go, in a lab by men with white coats and women as well who want to help you and help improve your sex life. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function, who needs that extra help to get more confidence. Where it counts in the bedroom. Raj, we've talked about this on the air, off the air. It's been awkward, but you agree. Like, this is some of the best nights of your 40s. There you go. And I was almost thinking about doing one on the show one of these times, but uh, just never know, you know, never know what, uh, how the missus is going to be feeling after the show. So, well, and that's you know, the great news. Don't you don't want to waste it. Plan ahead. You know, <laughs> you can finish the podcast and just be like, baby, you awake? You awake? Baby, psst, are you awake? You awake? And then if she says yes, you know, and you negotiate <laughs> some things, then chew a blue chew, bam, 10 minutes later. It's go time, baby. Um, most guys talk a good game, but if you're one and done, blue chew is going to help you follow through for round two and beyond. And it is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctors visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Made in the USA. So there's a patriotism element. Show some pride in your country and your schwanz. And Blue Chew prepares and ships it direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And everybody wish Raj luck when this podcast wraps. That the wife's still awake and he can make the magic happen. It's an empty house right now. My wife and daughters are out. So, oh, well, it's a there lonely you go. night. It's a blue chew evening. Don't Me with you guys. So, no blue chew. <laughs> uh, Drake, Drake Maverick uh, tweeted the other night that I uh, took blue chew, but unfortunately, his wife was gone for the evening. So, that marriage is still not consummated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to send him out some t shirts this week. Good guy. Um, let's talk more about Fight for the Fallen. We talked about the tag match, MJF, Sean Spears, and Sammy Guevara versus Joey Janelle, Darby Allen, and Jimmy Havoc. They did play up the conflict between MJF, Cody Rhodes' best friend, mm -hmm. and Sean Spears, who attacked him at Fighter Fest. Other than mm -hmm. that, though, and Darby taking the pin in this match, uh, how, how do you think it all played out, Matt? What did you think of this? There was one part in this match toward the I thought it was, first of all, great. The crowd reaction was insanity. I'm sorry. The crowd reaction in this match was really good, top notch. You know what I mean? If you were, if I was WWE, let's just say, and I know that's what everyone wants to talk about is comparing the two, even though they say never, we should, nobody should compare the two. You can't compare. That's, dude, trust me, WWE is looking at this. Anyways, right. that would be one I'd be interested to see the reaction to. The reaction to that crowd emotionally investing not just in moves in those kids darby allen was crazy over crazy over he was being chanted on they were getting chance for him before he even got in the damn ring yeah um and once he got tagged in they that place popped that was that's the universal definition of a pop was when he got tagged in um but besides him all of them i thought really did well as far as getting over and establishing themselves um what was it Joe Janelle though? Who I, you guys know he's like besides Orange Cassidy. Yeah, um, I've become a huge Janelle fan. I, I just I thought he lost some steam a little bit at the end there. I don't know if you guys caught that. He hit a DVD on the outside uh, ring apron on the skirt. 
guy on his shoulders, went like that, right? Death Valley driver. And uh, he landed on his ass, bumped and fell. The other guy just bumped on his back, right? And he turned to the camera and, like, he said, F you, Cornet. Right. <laughs> Dude, Cornet doesn't work for your company. You're, it doesn't, I'm not saying this because Jim Cornet helped train me and he's a friend right. and things of that nature. I'm saying it because that just took everybody out of that element, Joe. It right. took everybody out of what you just did and you put heat on somebody that probably half that audience does not even know. Well, the Jim Cornette's a Hall of Famer for sure. I'm not saying right, it's right. not, but what I'm, what I'm saying is he's not relevant in, in this that situation. Context, he is not relevant, and you right. and you're giving him more props. To be quite frank, that'd be like if I just stopped the middle of one of my matches on WWE and said to my neighbor or or or, or just some random per, just some person that nobody knows what the hell I'm talking yeah, about. Have you, Tony Schiavone? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but, what? Ah, wait, what? Ah? <laughs> I'm gonna. Positive theory to your point, Matt. Joey Janela is trying to push down those search results about the fight he got into with Enzo Amore at a Blink-182. Then that will work. Yeah, flip, <laughs> no, the, flip the script. Yeah. If that's the case, yeah. I, I mean, he, I like Janela. I told you, I admit, the first time I saw him, I was like, I like his, I like his deal. Um, same with Orange Cassidy, who I'll never stop talking about. Um, but do you know what I mean, though? I just thought it yeah. was out of context as well, and it doesn't do him any good. I and, agree 100%. Um, if you're, like, in this... In a fight, you're not stopping to call out some random person. Right. <laughs> to do couldn't have any any less to do with that product. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I it was a moment, but you know, I think he had to stand out or get his social media mentions um, from a stacked match because yeah. you've got Darby in this, you've got MJF in this, got a lot you've of future superstars in this. Joey yeah. at the very beginning got his reaction. I thought, and he did. So, yeah. No, the crowd was chanting for him over. too. Yeah, I was almost wondering if people were going to chant Enzo or anything like that. But Me they, too. Yeah, they they didn't say anything. MJF, super over. He was great. Um, Sean Spears looked more like a star tonight than he has ever that I've seen in my fellow. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sammy Guevara looked great. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, I know you I, – I agree with some of your criticisms with him, Matt. And, uh, you know, Darby Allen, I agree. Uh, Joey Janela – these guys could have used a win tonight. I agree with that. Like in singles matches with other people, Sean Spears definitely should have gotten a win. But yeah, I agree. I feel like Joey Janela, Darby Allen coming off of last month, you know, probably could have used something, a showcase or something. But mm -hmm. uh, one thing I also thought um, that this match was kind of weak on was the big story right now, the big match that they're building to is Sean Spears and Cody. And it was hardly mentioned. You know, they didn't show the chair no. shot. But it they was didn't, talked about. You though. thought they didn't talk about that? Well, they didn't show the chair shot. They didn't, you know, they should have had Cody trying to come out or something, trying to get at Sean Spears, trying to get revenge. It was kind of a, a an afterthought, I felt like. That, yes. They should have panned backstage, maybe, and his brother having to hold him back or whatever right. have you. That I would have liked to have seen. Yes. The dude just blasted his, you know, knocked his block off, right? Right. Um, with the unwritten rule of something in wrestling, not even it's not even unwritten rule anymore. It's the rule. We don't use chair shots to the head anymore. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, I could see that. But I thought the commentators and the match itself was all about a lot about the Cody. Um, you know, what uh, set? What's his name? Yeah, Sean Spears. Sean. Yeah, old Sean Spears. Um, match. Yeah. yeah, with the chairman entrance, they kept talking about it with MJF. I mean, they were really putting that over. And I think that was all well and good um, tonight. But, yeah, I think uh, 
It's like uh, Sammy Guevara in the match and Jimmy Havoc. Either of those guys could have taken the pin, I think. you know, And not yeah. to say that they're less talented, but I think compared to the other four in this yes. match, the Which other four should have rockets strapped to them. I agree with that whole thousand percent. But really quick, Raj. Um, Sammy Guevara, I don't know. He's athletic as hell, but what, there's something there he's missing. I don't know who his character is. Yeah. I've watched being the elite. Yeah. And I watched the gimmick is every time, you know, he walks in, he baby faces everybody. And then when he leaves, everybody's like, oh, he's such a dick. I, man. Um, so I don't get what his persona is or his gimmick yet, his character yet. They need to really develop him because he's he looks like a pro wrestler. Yeah. He's in shape like a pro wrestler. He looks like an athlete, and he is an athlete. Yeah. You no, know? he's he, he's great. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I agree. I, and that's once their TV starts, hopefully they can start to so. really give a lot of these guys vignettes because so many of these, you know, being the elite, it is popular, but you're talking a couple hundred thousand people, and you want to get this product out to hopefully, you know, the, the goal is millions. But even on that, he's not developed, you know what I mean? Right. Even on that show. So, so what's cool is, and this is a positive problem to have, they have a lot of good talents that we want to see. The, the meat on the bone, so to speak, of what their personas are, what are their characters, right. what is, makes them tick. That's a good problem, I think, to have. That you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's just like when we watch wrestling or WWE or whatever. Like I don't wouldn't even I don't even care. WWE, you had like three months to get this person established with me. You didn't do it. Now I don't care anymore. Yeah. So anything you give me at this point, and yeah, I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. You, for me, you got like a month month and a half to start telling a story for me to really start caring about a character or not and then um, I'm ADD and I'm out in left field and I don't care there's no coming back for me right now it's that first impression you only have one time to yeah. make a first impression and when you don't it takes a lot longer to undo that yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is yeah yeah um so after that we saw a um, shot of Mr. Khan uh, Tony Khan's father and private party in the crowd Mm-hmm. Uh, with Jabali sitting next to him, getting kicked out, so that was kind of a nice moment. One of the uh, sponsors, the the Farah and Farah yeah. law firm, who's a big sponsor of the event. They're, they, I mean, they were planted everywhere on the signs. Which I don't know. I feel like that it just makes the promotion seem smaller when that it's a, a, you know. I and then that. and then they show them at the beginning. It's a you know for victims of gun violence, and these guys are like wasted <laughs> ringside. Did you see that? I did not. <laughs> Like he's like chugging a beer, he's like, Woo, yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if, if Blue Chew does a sponsorship for an AW pay per view, I'm going to tell them be on your best behavior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Snickers is not going to be there, you know. Uh, <laughs> Blue you know, Chew could get in on that somehow. <laughs> Don't think I'm not trying. Don't think I'm not trying. Yeah. Uh, work, working all the angles, Matt. Uh, so Sean I, Spears, MJF, Sammy Guevara won that match, pinning Darby Allen, which was a huge mistake, but. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way you end a conversation or an argument. Sean Spears needed a big win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, hasn't beaten anyone in like a year. Okay, so this was interesting. Brandy Rhodes versus Allie. Um, they showed the promo for this. They showed Brandy's promo from the road to fight for the fallen and really set her up like a baby face in this match. And then she had awesome Kong uh ringside with her interfering um and yeah winning this kind of dirty it was an interesting uh turn with where they're going with her character on this but what did you think of the match matt and uh do you like seeing kia show up tonight i did but i'm hoping it's not just because kia lives in florida unless you yeah know. yeah um and you know what i mean they use local talent um 
I hope that's she's a big bigger starter than that. So I hope I hope she's permanent because she's great to any roster that she could ever be part of. Um, so yeah, I was excited to see her, but um, I don't know because I got the same feeling. I was like, damn, I like Brandy. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And then she's a heel. You know what I mean? Even that story it was on being the elite. I saw that as well. Or not being elite. It was all elite wrestling. Put it out on YouTube this week. They put that out, and I watched it there as well. Um, a video package about her, you know, same one, and uh, same thing. I mean, you get emotionally invested in her story, and then like you want to, I want to boo her. I want to cheer her. Yeah, Rush. I, I just got a very McMahonish vibe, you know, where they're doing like a babyface thing, and then she's a heel, and then she's you know. She's coming across as the biggest star on the show, and you know yeah. what her real role is. And I don't know. I just I'm just over that. And to see that in AEW, I don't know. I just didn't like she, it. You don't think she's good enough to be the featured female attraction on that show? I thought she came across as a superstar, like the way she carried herself. I thought the match wasn't good, but uh, I thought she carried herself like a star. I thought Awesome Kong added a lot. But knowing what she is, that she's a chief branding officer, then they did that little babyface vignette, and then she's acting like the heel and cheating to win. And that finish was very WWE-ish, you know, where Allie has her beat and the ref is distracted. Yeah, I agree with that part of the finish and the match itself. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I just think if I'm building that company, though, I, I would not book her as a heel. I would not I book her as a wrestler. I, 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 uh, why? And if you do, have her as a why? baby face because she's – everyone you know knows what she is. And I think – What does that mean? Is she's is everybody knows is she, what do you mean by well, that? Well, what I mean is like Cody, she's the Young Bucks, uh, any, anyone that's an EVP, I think making them a heel. Um, and I felt like that's one of the things that hurt the main so event too. You know Cody and the Young, ba- young Bucks are buddies. You know that. Make her a face. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. With, oh. As a heel, it just came across as very McMahonish to me with the Stephanie stuff, where you'll see her doing all the the charity events and announcing she, the women's empowerment and all I that love stuff. Her. Oh, I love her. I'm telling you, my family loves her for for the um, working with uh, was it Culture City? Uh, our son Jackson's on verbal autistic, so that hits home with us immediately when we saw the first commercial that they ran of that. I was like, right. What yeah. we gotta go? Like these are my friends and everything having a show. I like I wanna go and pay money now and have my what? son take part in that, like and be part of one of those rooms and stuff. Yeah. So like we love her here now because of that. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Stuck there. That's what <laughs> that's what's McMahonish to me is that they're doing all this charity stuff that you have you yeah. know, Stephanie doing all this stuff with the women and and the Connor's cure, and then she's acting like the heel on TV, and it's just the mixed messages. That it, is true. And uh I, I it just comes across as what WWE does. I'd rather you just keep her a baby face. You know, she's a natural baby face. She's a very likable person. She's doing all this stuff uh, and all this charity stuff. She doesn't need to be a heel. That's just. And her stories with, with her father-in-law are like, you get teared up listening to him. Exactly. He's a really good baby face. No. And she, I mean, she's an awesome, um, she's an awesome spokesperson for AEW. And even if you look at, um, they have actually, if not the, if you really watch her, she's good. She's fantastic. Uh, she she has a potential, um, and you know this being in politics, Matt. Like you watch her talk, she is transcendent. She's one of those pers- people that could have just a huge future in whatever she okay. wants to do because yep. she is so likable. She's so good at communicating issues and breaking them down for people. And yeah, you just like her, Stephanie mm-hmm. McMahon. That's the problem is that you have her on screen character and the McMahon baggage that m- 
mixes yeah. it, muddles it a little bit. So it's Brandy. You're, uh, you're, to your point, Raj, I don't know why they're choosing to make her a heel. Uh, so after she won the match, of pinned Allie. Her and Awesome Kong were attacking Allie. Uh, and then it's interesting. So to your question, Matt, I mean, Aja Kong came out at the end, faced off with Awesome Kong. It mm-hmm. seems like that's going to be a match perhaps at all out. I tag team in the mixed tag versus those two. Huh? And Jack <laughs> versus those two. Um, nice. At, at Corrigan Hall. Um, but, um, yeah, that's going to be a great match. Like, that's going to be a really good match that I pay money to see because those two girls are going to clobber one another. Well, um, yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, it's um, Rush, go for it. I was going to say, it felt like a big deal in that crowd, right? When the Kongs were squaring off. Awesome Kong is so much bigger than Aja Kong. And Aja mm, Kong is yeah. a big girl. Um, yeah. But yeah. it felt like a big deal. Aja Kong can't really move. I think she's over 50 now. Um, oh, wow. What's up? She felt older when I was wrestling with her like 15 years ago. Yeah. I don't know, 12 years ago. Yeah. So they need to keep it short and sweet, but it felt like a big deal. People want to see it. I want to see it. And when it was just that little uh, face off that they had, I was like, this is, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I was thinking back about, about, about Brandy, rather? Brandy is that I think they put her there because she's the biggest star out of coming into all elite wrestling as far as name recognition goes. So her job then is to help get other talents over. Hmm. Maybe yeah, but was the idea behind it. And that's why she was a heel. I don't know why. But again, they did that awesome promo, which is such a baby face thing, you know? Oh, it is. It, it doesn't, yeah. I agree with that. It doesn't well, just, it's just and, McMahon to me. Just we're, they're doing all these baby face things and then acting like a heel. And you get those mixed messages like triple H. He's the grandfather of NXT and he's, you know, doing all this stuff on the side. Yeah. And then one week he's a heel. He has never been a bigger baby face in his life. <laughs> oh, yeah. NXT, you know? Yeah. Well, to your point, Matt, I mean, and you know Kia personally, uh, Awesome Kong, I listened to her in interviews, and her natural personality is like is, the biggest baby face oh, ever. Yep. Yeah. She's a yep. sweetheart. She really, really is. Yeah, she's funny. She's engaging. She's nothing like the character that she comes across no. as. Um, but they never, bo- they never book her that way because of her size. It makes sense to have as a monster heel. It's kind of, you know, you probably have a similar problem with that. People want to see a big person kicking yeah. ass and dominating, yeah. not, you know, uh, just smiling and showing off their dimples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's definitely a challenge, but, uh, yeah, with Brandy, I don't know why they're going this route, but we'll see. I mean, Britt Baker is not a baby face. I don't, I mean, maybe Kylie Ray. I don't know who the, the top face that they're going to build up for the women's Britt Baker is the baby face. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe it was just that match with Kylie compared to Kylie Ray. She came. Oh, uh, well, like, yeah. I, okay. I agree with that, but yeah, that's what Kylie Ray's over the top. Yeah. Um, then. <laughs> Okay, Raj, we were going at this on Twitter. Controversial stance with some people. The Dark what? Order versus <laughs> Jack Evans and Angelico versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt. The winner advances yeah. to All Out for an opportunity at first round by in the AEW World Tag Team Titles Tournament. Matt, how do you feel about the Dark Order? Terrible. Okay, we're all on the same page. Oh, God, shit. I was except saying. For, except, for, except for the one half of them. What's his name? In the purple trunks that JR kept talking a lot about. Whoa, the purple. guy that looks like the Viking Raider? Like yes, a small Viking in, Raider. But he's in shape. He's right. he's he's his, he looks like he's been to the gym at least and like JR called. He looks like somebody who's been in a few <laughs> fights in his real life. You sure, know what I mean? Stu Grayson. He yeah. is talented as F. He is good as hell for what it's worth. His work is I was really impressed by him because I didn't so, know anything about him coming into this. So he but their run. gimmick is the worst. I don't, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm not trying to bury it. I'm just saying I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. No, I think His tag Stu, partner needs to bounce. 
Yeah, Stu Grayson is, uh, I think he's very talented. Uh, he, I mean, he looks like he's 160 pounds, right? Um, so I think giving them that, I mean, they got like that that ministry type of gimmick, but they're all like kind of, most of them are kind of out of shape guys that are involved. It's awkward. It just, I, I just, you know, I, I made a mention that they come across, I mean, it's as, as intimidating as a bowl of Lucky Charms. Not scary. No one, you, no one's in awe when they come out. Uh, it's just the wrong gimmick for those guys. Dude, we're going to start calling them the Ninjalinos. You, it's a PJ Mask reference. It's a cartoon that my kid watches, and they have these heels that are Ninjalinos, and they all are masked the exact same way. And yeah. There's like hundreds of them. And they go scampering away the same way these guys did tonight. Um, uh, brutal yeah. gimmick. I don't like it. They suck. I mean, that this gimmick sucks. Uh, they should have no business. I mean, they're new. this is their first match wrestling, so I see why they would go, but I'm sorry. Again, if you guys are supposed to be this company, y'all that are supposed to be different. Right. I don't. I don't see the harm in why you guys. Why it couldn't have been switched when you heard the reaction Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy were getting. Yeah, they've had a ton of online um, mm-hmm. coverage. Chris Van Vliet's covered them both in separate interviews. They're getting a big, bigger fan following. They're red hot right now for them. Right, people are wanting to know more about those two. I'm sorry, guys. Call like switch it. Switch yeah. that finish, especially when he got tagged in and you heard the Luchasaurus chance. Like it's a no-brainer. They go over. Yeah. They, Luchasaurus they... looked awesome tonight. Jungle oh Boy God. is so over with this crowd. Oh it God, seemed like dude. a no-brainer that they win this match. Luchasaurus was insane. That's another one I would argue had the pops of the night. Yeah. And yeah. I, I yeah, in this match, it, it really got him over. But with the Dark Order it, it winning, it was just kind of like a it got over like a fart in church, you know, that old expression. I thought it just just kind of took the steam yeah. out of it. it. It did, and it was like a stab. Cornette used to call it something like a stabbing after a shooting, right? <laughs> something wasn't as big as the false finish before it was. And yeah. that's what the finish was today. Not because of those, not just because the wrong team won, in my opinion, but their finisher. The, fin- the finish of the match was nothing compared to just Luchasaurus and his part and, and Jungle Boy stuff that they were doing. Like they did stuff that if I had to call that match, I couldn't have called them. I couldn't have called some of those those uh double team moves that they pulled off in there. There was yeah. like there was something he threw into a power bomb. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I couldn't have kept up with that if I had to call that. I was so impressed by Luchasaurus. Yeah, they should have won. I, and I felt like uh so with the dark order with Stu Grayson, who's the other guy? The kind of Uno. Uno. Um but he, you just see the stuff that he does. It's done. It's been done so much better by bigger guys like Killian Dane and and Hanson and of the War Raiders. You know, it's uh, it's just not that impressive what he did. So I, the I just thought promos are just bad. He reminds me of remember in like eighties or nineties sitcoms where they would have like the re- they were trying to show that wrestling was lame and over the top and yes, corny. Yes, always... blob from Billy Madison. Yes. That's what that reminded me of. <laughs> or you'd have someone. I know there was a real wrestler, but they someone they have a generic name like the Masked Marauder or something like yes, that. Like, that's right. what the Dark Order looks like. Yes. It's corny as hell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just. But I don't know why they won this match. Uh, and Ross, to your point, uh, Jack Evans and Angelico look like they just came from a mocap session. Right. Yeah, uh, they, that's what I tweeted. They look like they were doing motion capture work earlier in the day. And, yeah. and they're great in the ring. I mean, they do a lot of cool stuff, but they're that attire, man. It's got to go. They need to focus on SEU, uh, the Bucks, obviously, which they already are, um, uh, Phoenix and Pentagon, 
and, and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. They really need to pick like, these are our key tag teams. I'm sorry, but I know people pop for the best friends entrance and stuff like that, but I think it's clear who the real breakout stars could be in this tag division here. And I feel like they're uh, just weighing it down by throwing in these kind of B-level teams. So I felt like this was kind of the only match that had real stakes, right? The winner of this yeah. gets a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament. But that's why I'm confused. I thought we just saw a tag match that gave that same rights. I, I thought the last pay-per-view, that's what that tag match was for. Well, that was for the... That was to get into this match, right? Wasn't it? No. No. Who won that one? Was it Best Friends? Yeah, Best yeah. Friends. Yeah. Okay. So Best Friends in the Dark Order. It's real riveting tournament, guys. Um, uh, <laughs> private Party. Everyone in the chat's blowing up, too. Private Party. Absolutely. Private Party should be a Private Party's out. awesome. Private yeah. Party should have won that first match, and Lucha, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy should have won tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And it should probably be, you know, I think that both of them should be in the final four. The question is going to be, are the Bucks going to be able to resist putting themselves in contention for uh, the the inaugural tag team champions? Well, we, yeah, I, w- I would think they seem like the shoe win that they're going to win. But, you know, this also. Do you think that's what's best for the company? I don't know. I would go. I would still go with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. You got Absolutely. the built-in. You got the built-in thing here now, where you could go with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus at the finals with Dark Order. So that way, Dark Order has the victory already. So you could tell that story, and they get the. Right, uh, right. But what about TNT? They're going to TV. Like, right. So that's know? when the tournament starts. It, it, the so Dark the Order should, should not be, be seen. Be the champions. Uh, yeah. What's up? What's up? That's what I'm talking about. The, the actual champions of this tournament who wins the tournament. You don't yeah. think it should be Young Bucks? Like you don't think that would be make more sense for their company? And you know why people? I would go, why I would go with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus is because Jungle Boy with the media being Luke Perry's son, mm-hmm. you know, and and that story, uh, that's just a media story right there. And they're like, you know, he's a AEW tag team champion, um, and, and and I just think that's a that's a bigger story than the Young Bucks to me. The Young Bucks are bigger stars in the wrestling circles for sure. But you're saying mainstream, which is what they're trying to get. Yeah. Okay. And when they go on TNT, the Dark Order should be kept as far the F away as possible. I'm sorry. It's time for a gimmick change. Not because that one guy can't wrestle. He's, I'm telling you, what's no. his name? Grayson? He yeah. is, I'm telling you guys, he was, was one, probably the third most impressive guy to me, which right. is saying a lot in that, in that match. I was really impressed with him. Yeah, give him a solo push. Give him a new gimmick yes. on his own. Yes, he's good. Yeah. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Kip Sabian tonight. Now, Hangman got a lot of promotion before this with that video yeah. package, and they were really, really pushing him a little bit of promo for Sabian before this match. But what did you think of this, man? Great. I, I thought the show started feeling long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right around this match. And I was like, because he's. Page is like one of my favorite guys too now, right? I love I love his his real life story, how young he is, and like that's who I'd center this company around for sure. Him and NJF. Um, but the show itself started to lag a little here, not because of not a lot, not because of not a lot of action, but I felt like I'd been through a war at this point already. As far as <laughs> Like what we got to be, I'm just being fair because with WWE, I say it all the time. They're nine hour damn pay-per-view days where they start with the pre-show. Then they go on to the show. There's always a point I hit where I hit this wall and it's going to take a lot to get me to come back tonight. AEW, what's amazing about them is they have the ability to always do that for me and get my attention back because these guys go 100 miles an hour and they do things I could never do in that ring. So it always holds my attention eventually and brings it back. Right. 
But going into this, going into those promos is where I started feeling the lag start for me as a fan watching. And, I, uh, you know, I agree 100 percent. I, I, you know, I feel like just because you can have a good match doesn't mean you need to or a long match. Uh, I felt like this should have been a showcase for Paige. He's going to the world championship match. He should be, he should look really strong. And he didn't look like a, a guy I want to see main eventing the next paper, which just because of this match, because I think he's a, a superstar. I think I totally agree with him and Jericho at the next show, but I thought he looked weak uh, coming out of this match, just going almost 20 minutes with a guy no one knows mm-hmm. um, and against a superstar like Jericho. So I just thought it should have been more of a showcase for Hangman. Uh, they should have d- done more uh, of a, a video package for him. I, I just thought it, did, it didn't feel like a coming out thing for Hangman. Page. With this many matches on the card, like not every match has to be 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. Even yeah. when workers are really good and talented and all want to get their crap in, still you got to have the discipline as a company to have the matches be like this. They can't all be like this. As right. far as time limits go and things like that, they've got to be like this. Exactly. And everyone knew that Paige was winning this. So you don't oh, need yeah. to go 20 it's minutes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And he won the four-way at Fighter Fest. I almost, I mean, I hate to say it, I think it would have been better because this felt like a cool-down match after the match with Luchasaurus. And it's what exactly it felt like. And I was like, damn, they're putting Adam Page here? What the hell? Yeah. Right. They should have done a contract signing between him and Jericho Ooh. and let them each cut a promo. That would have been better okay. than this. Yeah. Been better. Good call. Yeah, I mean, it's just something, so we see him. But, yeah, I don't think we need to give him this, especially against Kip Sabian. Like, it was good he got the victory over him. Kip Sabian, I thought, was good. Love that spot where that fan, that NXT yeah, fan was getting his face, and he tried to kiss him. Yeah, I think he did kiss him, didn't he? Yeah. He, he it was, was really close. close. It was, like, yeah, that was so close. Yeah, like, if this had had a better placement, I think Kip Sabian is a star, but I think this could have been a better star-making turn for him if it hadn't been at this point in the card. Mm. Yeah, it's just, this match is going to be forgotten. Paige should have uh, just had a quick five-minute match where he wins pretty impressively, shows off what he can do, and then cuts a promo after the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so after Chris Jericho, very obvious Chris Jericho in the Dark Order Creeper mask, um, <laughs> came out, beat up Paige, gave him a code breaker, did the Judas effect, uh, bloody design. You know what shocked me? What shocked me is it seemed like it took the fans a while to figure out that was Jericho. (laughs) Really? Because they didn't pop until the code breaker. Okay. I gotta go back and watch. It was obvious. I thought that was cool though uh, that Jericho was there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but he already had that scheduled segment to come out and talk later. That's why I think a contract signing or like we could have had another way that he could have they could have beat each other up or he could have attacked him. Jericho was advertised. Yeah, they said about a week ago he's going to be given a live mic. Yeah. So that's why when he showed up, it was like, well, he is booked tonight. This isn't right. Also, it's, not a, it's not a shock that he's there. And so, yeah, they didn't need to do that. I felt, I, I don't know. He's done the audience mask thing before. What was that? Was it like in a Sin Cara mask what? or something like a he, year or two ago? He was WWE? dressed as he did that Pentagon thing too. When, yeah. Uh, had uh, all in last year. Uh, he's done stuff in new Japan where he's, he was dressed like uh uh, gosh, Losin, you know, the anyway, <laughs> where he was wearing a mask and 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 got out of the mask and attacked Naito. So he, he's done this before. Uh, Matt Morgan, what did you think about Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix versus Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian with Christopher Daniels in tow from SEU? 
Great, great, but I'm begging Penta to get a new gimmick, to a new saying. I'm begging you, please find something new to say. The no fear thing is wore itself out for me. Fans will do it, but come on. He does it like every two seconds. It's annoying. Watch Christopher Daniels' reaction to it before the match started when he's up on the ring apron. Um, when uh, Pentagon and then they made their entrance. And he's going around like every freaking to every single side of the ring to do his little, you know, whatever the hell it's called in Spanish. I, what, how's, he, how's he say it? Oh, I don't, I don't know. There's no fear gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero fear. Yeah, that, I that, forget that, what the saying is. Right. It sounds like something else to me. Every time something said, but, but whatever. It's, it's, it takes away because he does it all the damn time. Um, but he looks cool as hell. <laughs> they both, him and Phoenix, both look cool as hell. For like, they don't just look like Jabron, like luchadors, like WWE has them. In my opinion, these guys look like stars. They wrestle like stars. Their music was dope as hell. I thought as well. The ring entrance was cool. Um. I just I like them both a lot. I do. I just want to see him get a different. You know, he doesn't have to keep seeing the same damn thing fifty-five right. times. Well, yeah. one of our uh, users in the chat, John Oliver G I A N, uh, pointing out that he he was at the show tonight, and a lot of people did not realize it was Jericho at first. And, and this is a good point. Uh, when he did first show up, he looked shorter. He didn't. He didn't yeah. look as uh, as big as you would expect Jericho to be. So I could see. Fans thinking like it was uh, a member of the Dark Order, and that's why they weren't popping. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, Matt. I think that's got to go. But these Lucha, the Lucha Brothers are awesome. I think yeah, they could they be are. a crazy heel team. They let them just run wild. And uh, yeah, man, them and the Young Bucks in a ladder match at, at yeah, it's uh, gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. I would pay top dollar to watch that match. I really would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Um, SCU is interesting uh, with their whole shtick because they are clearly being cheered like faces now. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole worst town thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that they need to, the wrestling is on point, but they need to keep innovating and coming up with some new catchphrases or more stuff to get the audience involved. It's a little too corny. Yeah. So Lucha Brothers won that via pinfall. Um, that was a good match. That was a really good, good, good match. That good, good, good feature win for Lucha Brothers. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sense. And you know, someone uh, tweeted at me, I apologize. I'm not recalling your name, but saying that this was a good example of how AEW treats lucha wrestling so much more seriously than WWE. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Look With at Pinata's the lucha house thing. party. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I would think of. Yep. Yeah. They're chasing, you know, our truth around for the 24 7 title <laughs> in WWE. So that's uh, a difference. Kenny yep. Omega versus Shima. Uh, Shima, who faced, oh, who did he face? Uh, Christopher Daniels at Fighter Fest having this match tonight, and they were really selling Kenny Omega needs a win in AEW. Right. I didn't even, like that. Even though he got a win two weeks ago in, in a six-man tag, but still. Yeah. Yeah. I was fading during this, too, and this was a good match. It's good. But it was yeah. just too damn long. Especially when you knew who was going to win. It's that same thing. Everyone knew that Kenny Omega was winning, right? Mm -hmm. I yeah. think I don't know how to say this to you guys, but what I'm thinking, and I just said this earlier, I don't mean to contradict myself about not every match needs to be 20 minutes. They need to have some like that are three minutes, some that are eight minutes, some are 12 minutes, some are 20 minutes. But I think what we're getting at, guys, with wrestling, and this is where a lot of older wrestling personalities don't get it, I don't think wrestling's changing 
and how fans view it now. How fans view it now, I, I hate to tell you guys, I don't think it's much about the stories anymore. It's not about necessarily even uh, almost the characters anymore. I think it's more about the art of the wrestling now, where we're paying attention hmm. to the moves they're doing and when they're doing it, and then critiquing their ring psychology, right? And then critiquing their actual athleticism and the moves they're doing and being innovative and connecting a bunch of moves together that we've never seen them do before. I, I just think since wrestling, since the cat has been let out of the bag, that this is entertainment, Okay. It was in a cartoon era when this happened, right? When Doink the Clown, you know, we know that story, right? Everybody was either a plumber or a firefighter or whatever, or a cop or whatever, you know, uh, on TV at the time, right? So when, and you know, NWO came out and what made that so cool was, holy crap, yeah, we just got, to, got done being told that this is now going to be entertainment, right? Yeah. But there's some elements here that are real. They're using their real shoot names. Wow, that's cool. That's different. Um, I want to know more what's going on backstage. And that's what the draw of wrestling back then started to become more. It wasn't about the wrestling. It started to be more come about what happens backstage. Remember? Mm -hmm. You couldn't get on a dirt sheet quick enough. To me, dirt sheets were the coolest. Like, I loved them at the time. I wanted to know more about who was doing what, right, in real life. Then that ship has sailed now. So what's the next evolving part of wrestling? You see what I'm saying? You can't go back to Doink the Clown and all these other personas and put that genie back in the bottle or put the toothpaste back in the squeeze bottle. Once it's out, it's out as far as it being entertainment is, is concerned. So you have fans like us that want to suspend our disbelief. Like we go to a movie and watch it, right? Don't you think? Like we go to see Mission Impossible or whatever. We want to suspend our disbelief that that little five foot nothing midget Tom Cruise can be a badass for two hours, right? We want to do that. But then you have other fans that I'm noticing a lot more now. It's not about their – they don't care about – they just automatically give their suspension of disbelief as soon as they give their ticket hmm. to the ticket taker. And they're all in, pardon the pun, um, just to watch the moves, the athleticism behind it and cheer like crazy. In some cases, be part of the show themselves with their chants and stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So I don't know. So with this match, Kenny Omega going, let's say, 20 minutes or 15 minutes, I think it was, well, we got to put him out there for 20 minutes because like people are going to go bananas to see Kenny Omega for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Right. Kenny do doesn't stuff. do short like matches. This is, they're not paying for the story that Kenny Omega needs to look strong. They're paying for Kenny Omega to wrestle a long match. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like someone goes to see the band Fishing Concert, and if they don't play three hours, or like Springsteen doesn't go out and do a marathon set, they don't feel like they got their money's worth because that's what they're known for. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a different style. And I agree that Kenny is that way, um, and they should keep giving him interesting showcase, but you have to be very careful where you put that on the card if you want to hold people's interest. And yeah, he's a star, but by putting it so late in the show, that. that's, that's the risk. Yeah, I felt like this was the least... I mean, the fans were getting into it later, but I felt like they're, they're you could feel the energy coming down a lot in this match. And by the main event, it was like you could hear a pin drop at points in that match. And uh, it, this show just went long, and I felt like uh, this was – I felt like it just went too long. But I, I agree with you, Matt. I, I know I know your point, and, and they're trying to give the fans what they want. And that's Kenny Omega in a long match, uh, the Lucha Brothers in a long match, Hangman Page in a long match. Even though, from a storyline perspective, that's not probably 
to a mainstream audience what uh, tells the best story, in my opinion. Yeah. And it all out, it makes sense because it's going to be Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. So that being a long match, I think killer, right? Like no oh, one yeah. will complain right. if that goes 45 minutes even. Okay. Yeah, I'll pray for that too. Um, <laughs> but this is the balance though, right? Because Kenny Omega is a huge wrestling nerd and he's put together like stuff for wrestling nerds for people that would be into what he's into. So whether it's his uh, involvement and fandom of the Joshi scene, a lot of Japanese wrestling, he wants to bring in all these different styles and it's great. It's similar to kind of to Daniel Bryan. Like Daniel Bryan can really geek out about wrestling and wants to put on matches for that crowd because that's who he is. But I think that you just really have to be careful on how you balance that so you can have uh, a product that can be enjoyed by everyone. The difference is Daniel Bryan was able to go out there and show he can do the WWE style of entertainment. Yeah. There's no, no, no's and yes, 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 and stuff with Kane. That's a good Remember? point. Omega like he was able to show that. He was able to go way over to where they were making fun of him for being this bland, vanilla, you know, wrestler who is only a technically savvy wrestler to being super entertaining in the WWE format. And a lot of us, I remember, I, at first I didn't like it. I was like, no, what are they doing with him? He doesn't need to do all this crap. But it worked for him. They got confidence in him. Then they let him do it his way eventually. And that's yeah. when he really hit. That's a good point. So I think Omega, the question is going to be, how can he capitalize on this stage? Because the guy is a rock star. Yes, he um, is. But I think he needs to figure out that that perfect balance of things. So he did win this match. He got his win in AEW. This was a very good match. But yeah, just the timing of this. Um, and again, so that, I feel like so many people didn't know who Sima was and telling his story a little more, I think would have helped. Yeah. 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 Dragon. I, I know who he is. I remember watching Dragon Gate. He won every title in Dragon Gate. Killer there. Yeah. I, um, I, another thing, I just felt like Omega, he just, he hasn't felt like tonight. I just feel, feel like he didn't feel as like as big of a star as he has the last couple of years. Um, I think is I don't know about you. For me, I never heard much from him talking wise, promo wise. It was just matches I was seeing of him on YouTube and yeah. getting the reactions he was getting in all New Japan rather. But even at the end of the show tonight, that's how you guys show it all with his with that little squeaky voice, like that little like it wasn't like Cody Cody Rhodes, guys. I'm not I'm a huge Omega fan. Obviously, he's one of my top ten for sure. Yeah. I think we've established this. Um Go back and watch Cody Rhodes' promo to then – that was the stabbing after the shooting, literally. That's the definition of it. Cody Rhodes hits a world-beater promo, passion right. coming out of his friggin' veins. He got – I was about to give the huge accomplishments, and Cody Rhodes just saved the end of the show. Yeah. He literally just saved the end of this show. Them going over time and, holy crap, what just happened? Why is the music playing? Why is everybody coming out with the check right now? We're not done in our promo. Um, and Cody Rhodes saved the hell out of that segment. Mm -hmm. With his passion and his promo. And then you hand it over to him to close it. That is the part I'm telling you about Omega. Right. That voice and that, well, according to my calculations, um, <laughs> good evening, I bid you a fair adieu. Like, I get the whole fit, bid, bid you a fair adieu. That's his shtick, that's his gimmick, okay? But even when he took the mic from him, it went from, we love wrestling. Are you all coming with us at TNT? Hell yeah. Let's go. AEW had never had the – that was the loudest AEW channel of the night, if not one of, okay? Yeah. That Cody was able to bring them back from the dead, too. And then you hand the mic over to that, and it was <laughs> – you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm absolutely. No, absolutely. You're 100%. This is the part of his game he needs to work on. Is his voice, his voice inflection, his facials, his – 
delivery and when he has the opportunity to use one of these. Yeah. No, I tweeted, yeah. he, he sounds like he should be hosting an anime and video game podcast. And like, it's very so polite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you said, like Cody cutting that promo where he's like, you, can, you can't counter program this. This is oh. AEW. You can't, you know. He was just like, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, I was like, hell yeah. Like, watch it under my phone. Right. <laughs> like, then, yeah. then Omega's out there. We're going to do a boing. Well, is this done? Boing. John <laughs> Oliver, who was there in the, our chat, said uh, Kenny thought they were off the air. And we'll talk We'll talk about that. But, I, I uh, heard that. How does somebody not tell him, yes, we are. There's a red light still rolling. Well, that means we're on the air. How did not somebody for 10 minutes or 15 minutes in the pre-show not say, hey, the closed captioning is going out on BR Live? Wait, did you oh, get that yeah. with all that garbage on screen? No. Yeah. Or, you didn't You didn't get that, Matt? No. So we the closed captioning just started going nuts. Like, all of a sudden, it just popped up. You, you don't have the closed captioning on. All of a sudden, the closed cash, captioning came on during the pre-show. And it was just uh, – it was partly oh. saying what they were saying, and then the rest of it was gibberish and garbage. It was huh. – uh, yeah. No, it, it ain't good. It was fixed by the time the main card went on the air. No, and I watched the pre-show. No. no and that's, I don't think it was for everyone. I think if you were watching like on YouTube and things like that, it didn't happen. And, but, and to, I'm sorry. You're a Glenn. Yeah. The red light means you're on. Mm-hmm. No, and you're right. I mean, I tweeted, it's true. I do. I like Kenny's voice. I found it, find it very soothing and comforting, but that's not what we wanted to go off the air with. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I tweeted, if he, if he had a podcast, I would listen to it before I went to sleep, and I'd be like, oh, here's a guy that talks oh, very yeah. eloquently and nuanced yeah. about the things he's passionate about. You could tell he's passionate about it, but you're right. Cody has, like, like just uh, it's a weird word to use, but, like, soul. There's soul in everything Cody Rhodes says. Yes. You, like, the heart just seeps through it, and he makes you believe it. And then Kenny, yeah. like, yeah, is just this really nice, eloquent, well-spoken, soft-spoken guy. And like a yoga kind of, podcast or something. Yeah, absolutely. He should record meditations. I would absolutely listen to Kelly, Kenny Omega's guided meditations to help me fall asleep <laughs> at night. Um, yeah, it was weird. So speaking of uh, talking to the crowd, Chris Jericho did go out after the Kenny Omega Shima match. He had the microphone and said he doesn't want the thank you from the audience. He finally had to address that because the audience kept thanking him, thanking him because he said he wanted to thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, I'm trying to cut a heel promo here, guys. Yeah. Pointed to that one guy, called him fat. I always like, I love when that the camera fixates on someone in the audience to illustrate the insult. That's the fat guy he's pointing to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That poor guy. I always feel bad for the person. Rick yeah. Flair would do that back in the day. Sit down, yeah. fat boy. Yeah, sit down, fat boy. In the crowd, the camera kind of point to that section of the crowd. You're like, there's like 15 fat boys. Who? So <laughs> he cut the promo you'd expect. Uh, it was interesting, though. He said he feels like if he loses to Hangman Adam Page, he kept saying Hangman, 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 Hangman. The Hangman. The Hangman. He was putting him over, but if he loses to him, that you know, what does that mean for his career? It's a downward trajectory. Really trying to give it some stakes and some emotion to why he needs to win the AEW World Championship yeah. at All Out. Uh, and of course, Adam Page came out and attacked him at the end of this. Ooh, I don't know, man. Um, Jericho, I think, is you know fantastic in in general, but uh, tonight it just felt like he's kind of going through the motions. Um, it. it I don't know. It didn't make me any more excited to see that match. Jericho looked kind of out of shape. I don't know if it was what he was wearing or. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. He looked like Bruce Pritchard in a wig. Just had abs the other day. And what's that? Just had abs the other day on yeah. Twitter. Or it was a Instagram. Yeah, maybe. I feel like the long hair. When he was in WWE three years ago, 
like compared to then to how he looks now, it looks like 10 years have passed. Um, in his look, he looked younger, like significantly younger there. Maybe it's the long hair that's doing it. Maybe it's the way he's dressing. I don't know, but I feel like I, I want to see in his prime superstar, Chris Jericho. Like that's the guy that I want to see at all out. So maybe, maybe he'll surprise us with his appearance there, but this tonight I didn't think was playing to his strengths. And I'm a, I'm the biggest Jericho fan in the world, but I just thought he didn't look, I don't know. He looked red. I don't know. He, he just didn't look like. He, he was in shape. And he, I guess he didn't need to be. Personally. Well, but you do though, right? I mean, it's like you're the guy that's battling for the AEW championship against Adam Page. When you get older though, you guys, in, as a wrestler, it's impossible to keep that physique. I get as it. You get, it is literally impossible, especially when you had surgeries and tears in those areas. Like his chest, same with Kofi. It's impossible to regain a lot of that muscle atrophy sets in Kurt Angle's a great example of that uh, muscle atrophy happens where it eats at its own it, itself each day that's what atrophy is the muscle eats away at itself a little by little each day um and when you have surgeries and tears a lot of the time that's what happens so like Chris I think it was his chest is one amongst many other injuries I'm sure he's had it's harder for him and I get they, that you know so he was in Ohio uh, for a concert last night, um, had this today. But to your point, Matt, that's why I think it's even more important. Like you said, he posts photos online of him working out or he looks in terrific shape. So I think it's even more yeah. important then to maximize, you know, maximize your minutes in the sense that you want to put out the best image of I yourself possible. When you can. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he looked great at Double or Nothing just, you know, a month, a month and a half ago. But I remember in New Japan, I, as when I started, I noticed that his his, change, his build had changed. Yeah, and I don't think it's not for a lack of working out. I just think is he's hitting that corner, you know, that every man or girl and women hit eventually at a certain age. Well, you know, so to that point, let me float a theory here. I think Adam Page and Jer uh, Jericho both tonight. I think they were upstaged by a lot of the other talent on this card tonight. And it's the danger of this company to a degree, right? And that's for me the excitement, actually. Right. Because yeah. I think each week I tune in, I don't know who the hell's gonna, you know what I mean? Do sure. exactly what you just said, upstage somebody else. And in a perfect wrestling card, it's not they they say it's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be a slow crescendo throughout the night, meaning each match. Should mm -hmm. be getting slightly bigger and bigger and mean more and more as the night wears on to the point where the first match doesn't get allowed to leave the ring, right? Yeah. Um, you know, second match, there are no holds or whatever the hell it is, the way you used to do it back in the day. Like each, you know what I'm saying by that? So the main event can have more things to do in their match that weren't taken away by matches beforehand that went ahead and did it. JR couldn't help himself tonight and he called it just like he should and saying, you know, about the DDTs, for example. You know where he was going with that. Like, this is like the 55th DDT. We saw it tonight here, folks. You know what I mean? <laughs> Guys, stop freaking bearing the DDT. You know, that's what he wanted to say. And he caught himself, you know, and, and started talking instead about how being a dangerous move. You know what I mean? And right. Yeah. Oh, these guys getting up from this, you know, versus this is like the 50th DDT guys. Do you not watch each other matches? I know that's what he was thinking. I know there's no way he wasn't thinking that in his head. Are you guys not watching each other's matches? Stop using the same stuff that the guy beforehand you just used. Right. Yeah. I mean, just watching the show tonight where I would 
be going is uh, Kenny Omega versus MJF. That would be my top program. Really? Yeah. Kenny I think MJF could maybe bring something, I think, out of him in the promo department. That could be a good call, actually. Yeah, I think MJF, I think he's there. He just needs to – confidence-wise, personality-wise, he's there. It's yeah, just – You don't exposure. think they're – that's just, this is true. You don't think though that they made the right call in in making Adam Page their center around babyface? I, I think versus him. At the him time, I, I, I would so. I would have done that a month ago. But tonight, I, I agree with you, Glenn. It just he just didn't feel like the guy. See, you know what I mean? Like he, he still has Omega because of, he makes me feel something when he talks too. Usually, yeah, yeah. And plus, if Jericho is going to win, it's probably better to have him beat Page than Omega. You know. Um, Jericho's not winning. I don't think you, so. I bet you Jericho's winning. I think Jericho's winning. Because oh. <laughs> I think you go to, you go to TV. It's it's a hook, right? People are, will watch and tune in weekly for Jericho. And that's what we're saying. This isn't about body shaming someone or saying, oh, he's out of shape. No, it's just saying that it's the idea that Jericho is going to be the first AEW champion. I think it is very important for AEW to make sure that we are getting the best Chris Jericho we can every time he's out there. If that's going to be the the face of the company going into TV this fall. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. as simple as that. Um, and that's, that's a challenge. It's tough for anyone, you know, at this point, uh, especially where he's at in his career. Uh, that's going to be back in a second, but uh, Cody and Dustin versus the young bucks. This is one I'm surprised they closed the show with this. Like, I get it, but at the same time, I mean, when then when they, what did you guys think when they announced the sixty-minute time limit limit for this match? Yeah, I was just like, please don't let this go an hour. <laughs> like, just shoot me in the head. I can't, I can't deal with this. Yeah. yeah. Again, uh, you know, there are no stakes, so why, you know? It's a, but Matt, to your point, that I'm sure they felt like the fans want to see a long Young Bucks match, but. The fans weren't even into this match. They were quiet for most of it, even though it was really good. Dustin, I thought, looked fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Cody looked great. Cody looks like more of a star than he ever has. Um, he's been working on his physique, too. He's, I mean, he just has it all put together right now. I could, he's the whole package. Yeah. And, and we were talking about his promo at the end of the show. He just has that fire. He definitely got his promo, that promo gene from definitely from his dad. He's, he's really that good right now, in my opinion. Yeah. I think opinion but um i like this match because this actually slowed the bucks down a little bit that's one of the biggest knocks that my buddies get is that they go 100 miles an hour and they're only spot fest guys and they're spot monkeys and they're this and they're that and i always saw them as i mean dead serious as hard like hardy boys when i remember them coming up in the ranks at first like these guys can be the bigger than the hardy boys if they're booked properly um, Rock and Roll Express, like, 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 seriously, as far as when it's time to sell, they do know how to sell. They can do it. It's just that oftentimes they get booked in these matches where people are going to pay to see them do all their stuff, flip yeah. flop and flip a lot of the time. But they can work that other style. I thought tonight was good because with working with both the roads, they had to slow down at the right times and tell that story and the in-ring psychology of what they were doing. The double team and tandem offense tonight was awesome. I thought the cool things of taking each other's like uh, finishers and false finishers and hitting each other with, them, I thought that was cool and played perfectly at the time where it wasn't stepped on. Cause oftentimes, you know what I mean by that? But when I say the word stepped on, 
um, oftentimes, the, not the bucks, but other cruiserweights, they work so fast that they step on their own pops along the way. They don't let one of the moves they just hit, which everyone's going, holy, did you just see that? The guy just did a freaking 360, blah, 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 you know, flying Wolanda. Um, and nobody has time to digest it because they already did something else after that, then after that, then after that, then after that. You don't have time to really say, really give that audience a chance to truly pop. Yeah. They pop. And then they go, oh, and they pop higher. And then they pop higher, but then they come back down. And then they go back. Do you know what I'm talking about when they do the series of moves that just go bang, 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 bang? Right. They, didn't, they didn't get a chance to do that tonight. And I thought it was good for them to, to, to learn that because they're going to eventually, when they go to TNT, they're going to have to slow down at times, at the right times, and tell that in-ring story. I thought that was a good, that was a good experience for them, and I thought they were able to answer that challenge that they can work at any style. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I, I thought this match was good, but I felt like at this point in the show, I was just ready for it. No matter what you put out there at this point in the show, I don't care who it was. You could let somebody on fire. It felt long at this point, especially with no steps, no, no, no titles on the line. Three matches earlier. I felt it was too long. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was technically a B show for them, right? This is, I I could see like a double or nothing where you want to go four hours. Shows like this should probably this should be kept shorter, um, honestly. Yep. And it just you just felt it. The crowd was tired by the end of this. Uh, I thought everyone looked great in this match. I thought the Bucks uh, did a great job. I thought Dustin looks fantastic. I mean, this guy, fifty years old, uh, having to overcome addiction, all this sh- stuff that he's been through in his life, and to be here and having you know a five star match against Cody just you know a month <laughs> and a half ago, and and here he is. Uh, just, Did you get five stars for that? Yeah, yeah. Hell I, yeah. I, I agree with that too. I thought that was the best match on that show. Pretty cool. Fantastic. I didn't know that. Yeah, Cody was, I mean, I thought Cody was great here, uh, but the crowd was just tired. I think AEW is learning their new promotion. Yes. And uh, I just felt the timing was off on this show, but it was a good yeah. match. But the crowd, the lack of crowd heat kind of hurt it. And by the end, I was just like, come on, man, let's just end this match. Please don't go now. <laughs> Went yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Cody got uh, the took the pin from the Bucks, who won. Uh, which again, I, this is what we're talking about at the top of the show. Like Cody, ba- you know, ha- had that draw with Darby. It's like I don't. I think Dustin should have taken the pin tonight. Uh, again, if wins and losses matter, like they could have kept Cody looking a little stronger at the end of this match. I'm sure they're saving that loss to retire him. I'm guessing. Or I don't Dustin. know. I- I don't know. You know, there's old timers going on a tear. The guy's undefeated since he's been back. I, I mean, it's the only thing I can think of yeah. as to why he took it or Cody just being a really good human being. And like Kurt Angle is. Kurt Angle, if you leave him up to his brothers, he would lose every match possible. He right. always fights the brokers <laughs> about that. It's, ins- it's crazy. To yeah. The, to the point where it didn't matter when people were beating Kurt. Whereas, you know, like when Shawn Michaels retired. A win over Sean meant something. So when you beat him when he retires, oh, it meant something. Hurt was doing this like I'm talking about in TNA. He was right, doing right. this like every week. Right. He wanted to put over everybody. It was crazy. Yeah. No, I thought Dustin looked really good tonight. Um, so the Bucks won that match. Uh, the two teams made up after. And uh, it was weird because they were talking and having their interplay when the music hit. And they were very confused as to who was coming out. And then we had a little bit of a curtain call. Uh, with uh, the Elder Khan coming out there with Kenny Omega, Brandy Rhodes, uh, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. I just don't know why they couldn't wait till the Bucks finished. I don't promo. know. 
I don't know. They were still obviously on the air. Why couldn't, why did they have to hit the music then? And why did they send them? Like, yeah, let's have them there at, at, you know, Gorilla. Why tell the ranger, like, hey, they're obviously not done with the promo. Don't cut them off yet. Right. Yeah. What what am I missing? Yeah. John Oliver was wondering if, because of it's a charity show and it was more for the people there, if they went long because of that. But they still went way too long. Um, it, it just it's that it felt long. But what we're talking about here specifically, though, Raj, yeah. we're talking about the it was a promo when he got interrupted with right. everybody coming out with that big check is what we're saying. Um, I don't understand why they couldn't finish that quick. Probably he probably like ten seconds left tops in that promo. They could have waited. I don't know why they didn't. It made it look amateurish. It made him look bootleg doing that. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I, I just wonder if they're running out of time because he he made that. I, I think Matt Jackson said something like, yeah, I think we're running out of time. So, or something Which is like weird, that. Weird. Cause 10 I mean, seconds, you cut 10 seconds off the back end. Right. You cut no, 10 I, seconds. And even that, even that with the presenting of the check, if that, that was a big deal. I'm from Florida. That was a big deal that happened here with that shooting. Cause it happened in such a crazy place that everyone assumes everybody's always happy at, you know, a freaking Madden tournament. Like yeah. everybody, everybody loves Madden. You know, we get pissed at one another, not to control each other's hands and stuff while playing. But that's about it. You don't expect somebody to come in and shoot somebody in one of those places, in one right. of those tournaments, no less, right? So this was a big deal to everyone across the country. I'm imagining as well. So good kudos to them for doing a show for this to begin with and raising that kind of money. But again. If we're gonna don't even go toward for so many reasons, there was no reason to go toward Kenny Omega closing this show out even more than ever with Good Night Bang. We're Boy. talking about that was, but, I no, cringed at that. But the thought to get there even work with me. Yeah. Um, if that's how you're planning on signing off for the night, no, that not more than ever, not tonight because this is like for like being against the the, the gun shooting right that had happened. Oh yeah, that's actually a good point. I mean, See, I didn't even put that together. To go there. Yeah, yeah, it was weird, dude. And I felt bad. I mean, we talk about this all the time—the reaction of non-wrestling fans who are around, right? So, uh, uh, we've had families staying with us um, the past couple of weeks while some construction's going on. And towards the end, they were asking questions. Oh, is this the wrestling you went and saw last week? And we're like, oh no, some of the wrestlers. We're telling the story. We're getting into it. And then the goddamn bullying thing happens, and I get to see sort of the look like, okay, I'm not paying attention to this again. You know, it's like when the Dark Order came on. Oh, this was kind of cool. Oh, these guys, like, okay, then I'm just, I'm cringing. I just don't want to be in the same room. No, it's the, it's that. See what had happened was feeling that comes over. Yeah, <laughs> you see yeah, what had happened here was. Yeah, because you're it, embarrassed. You're, you know. Yeah, because it was cool, and, and you're right, Cody. Like that was a moving speech. Everyone that was in the room was paying oh. attention to what he was talking about and asking questions. Dude, I I was in my I was in my truck. Uh, watching yeah. on my phone, I just uh, watched the whole thing from the gym doing cardio, and on my home, I was watching the end of, with Cody. I'm not joking. I pulled over and rewound it again to watch it. That's why I was late to this. Um, to get on here with you guys, I wanted to watch it one more time. I was like, "Holy! This was a world beater promo if I've ever heard one." Why didn't they just stop it there? Yeah, I agree. Didn't need to hear from uh, Kenny before we went off the air. It seemed like it seemed like they hadn't even discussed this whole finishing, you know, this Ever. whole finishing segment at all. Cody needs to call these. He needs to close these out. Yeah. Hey, I, now they should be closing it out. 
the way I thought they were going to close it up. Hey, you guys coming with us to TNT? Yeah? Dang. You know I me, mean? that that thing. Who's coming with us? I, I would love it if this is how they close the shows on TNT. Every night they do a little curtain call. And it's like, uh, remember like when Dolly Parton had her TV show in the 80s and she'd always sort of close? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I actually kind of like that. It's a kind of a too. folksy it's feel. A, it's a personal feel to it. Yeah. It makes you more, I agree with that. So keep the guy that makes us emotionally come there and, and, and get there and not the guy that doesn't. And, yeah. and, and, you know, they should be like, Kenny, what do you have to say tonight? Give us just a little pitch for your idea. And then we'd be like, look, you could talk after we go off the air, Kenny. Yeah. Really why them in the box? Do you know what I mean? Like, why Kenny? Like, I don't see why. Yeah. yeah. And really, realistically, this all shouldn't have been on air. Like they should have just cut off, you know, before that music hit and everyone came out. No, Cody, what Cody said was awesome about counter programming. Yeah, leave it there. Yeah, that was great. Um, so let's talk. Uh, just final thought on tonight. I don't know if you want to give it a grade, a rating, or what. I told you, I'm by, I'm not fair to judge this product. I'm always gonna be biased. I feel. <laughs> I'll give it a I'll give it a, a B minus. Yeah. For AEW. If I'm giving WWE those C pluses, <laughs> you know, this is still an A to me. Now, um, for AEW, right? The big, they've moved that uh, measuring stick up, right? As far yeah. as judging right. them, which is tough. So then, okay, I'll give them a B, 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 B plus, A minus. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing. I, I'm still high on AEW, man. Like, but this is good that they're working these kinks out. I just don't want to pack on it because I want it to be so successful. It's going to be successful. And you know what I mean? Because there's going to be enough people talking smack about it that I don't want to snowball on top of it. I agree. But it also will be a test of how they listen to constructive criticism. Ah. Yeah. Because they've said they want to be told when they're doing something wrong. That's fair, Glenn. And, you know, they got a lot of shit for the librarian gimmick last time. And this time you didn't see all the shishing and and the promo time, right? Like they were, as they were about to, they went straight to the match. So give Peter on a new gimmick. Sunny, Sunny looking like such a star just made Peter look even worse in that gimmick tonight. Um, He'd be great with something else, but I think Leva will do better if she's the only librarian. Or no librarian. No librarian. She doesn't need it. She's, she's a stud. She just, believes in the gimmick, so I'm willing to give it a chance to see what her yeah, vision is for it. Uh, yeah, so, does she believe in it like I believed in my stuttering gimmick? If you were to ask me at the time, <laughs> Vince just sold me that idea. What am I going to say? No, it's the worst. No. How many people did you have to explain that to when they were like, I don't know, I think it's kind of lame. You're like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> you just like <sighs> did your little regurgitation of what Vince said. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that, 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 that really was it. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. One more thing, I they, they I really like the guy, but they need to get rid of Alex Marvez. He, On commentary. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's not he's not good in this role. It's like Renee Young. Renee Young's super talented. She's just not a commentator. Um, Marvez is not a commentator. Yeah. I, I also didn't think what's his name looked good physically on camera either. The dude with the mask. Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah. I thought Excalibur. everyone was off. Dude had a mask on. They look like they worked at a hardware store wearing those shirts tonight. They didn't look like a commentary team. JR seemed bad too. He's, I mean, he, he was talking just like kind of trail off and not know where he was. And he seemed like how I feel like after a weekend in Vegas or something, just not there, you know, like not a hundred percent. And I love JR and I I feel sacrilege saying it. Right. 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 I know what you mean. 
Yeah, there's definitely room for improvement. Um, quickly, there was another pay-per-view tonight, or another network special on the WWE, Evolve's 10th anniversary. Uh, any notable headlines out of that, Raj? Um, Adam Cole beat uh, he beat Tozawa. Um, Matt Riddle beat Drew Gulak, the Cruiserweight champ, uh, but that wasn't a title match. Uh, Austin Theory won the Evolve Championship and WWN Championship. Um, I think those were the big... AR Fox and Leon Ruff won the Evolve Tag Team Championship. So those were the big notes from that. Well, I've heard uh, Brandy Lauren versus Shotzi Blackheart. Everyone online was saying that was the match of the night tonight. Got it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. So Who are they? <laughs> uh, Shotzi Blackheart, I believe it's a Bay Area talent. That's why I'm aware of her. She actually hosts a podcast with a friend of mine. Glad she got this chance at Evolve. She's got a really cool look. Um, I don't really know about Brandy... Um, yeah, I guess she's from uh, she or she lives in Tampa, but she's been doing stuff with Shine. She did some stuff with Impact, and then uh, she did a little work with NXT. But yeah, that was the one women's match tonight. No disqualification. Everyone gave a very high mark, so that's what I'm going to watch immediately after this podcast. Yeah, what's what's Brandy's name? Uh, Brandy, how does she pronounce that? Like uh, Brandy Lauren. She uses her first amendment oh. versus Shotzi Blackheart. So that's what Sh- I'm watching. Johnny Gargano showed up at the end. Um, yeah, uh, Heyman showed up. Yeah. Uh, and, and real quick, one thing with UFC, I, I know we don't really talk about UFC, but you, uh, Uriah Faber, UFC superstar, returned tonight and won in 16 seconds in a, in a fight that everyone Damn. thought he was going to get squashed in. So, really? Yeah. Great for you. Fight? He fought uh, uh, da, 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 Ricky Simon. So, huh. yeah. So, wow. A lot of stuff going on tonight. Jeff yeah. Hardy got arrested. Uh, drunk in public thank god he wasn't behind the wheel is that yeah at myrtle beach a lot of people get arrested there uh it's early <laughs> early this morning um public intoxication and impairment his bond he was released earlier today his bond was less than 200 bucks so wwe sent us a statement and it said basically jeff hardy is responsible for his own actions because kind of the standard stuff they sent whenever someone's involved with the dui and this wasn't a dui Tamina sustained a concussion at a live event. So, okay. So I, I was checking on that during uh, the show and the word I'm getting is it was not a concussion. I'm going to okay. follow up more on it tomorrow, but uh, she got injured uh, last night. It looked like a concussion doctors checked on her, but the word I'm getting is it wasn't. And mm-hmm. uh, Bailey, 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 Bailey made some news. Bailey made some news uh, and, and not her fault, but the, uh, she was doing an interview and the interviewer asked her uh, about their travel. Or, or mm-hmm. Bailey started talking about it. Was mentioning how they got to, after a show, they got to get in the car and drive. And this lady was just shocked. And she was like, What? You guys are driving yourselves? You know, WWE makes all this money and they're not driving you guys from show to show. We had a 60 of us. Yeah. That's basically well, what she said. Bailey gave the talking points, but then she was talking about, Oh, you're worried about running out of gas. Don't, you know, uh, like athletes get drivers. Why aren't they getting you guys drivers uh, for this? You need a better collective bargaining agreement. <laughs> A CBA. And then she was like, you know, let's do it. Let's negotiate that. And Bailey was like, well, they take care of us in other ways. And it's a bonding experience. It's so (laughs) awkward. And what happened was, I'm sorry, Matt, I just want to finish this. Kristen LaHaye, who did uh, the interview, tweeted about this and promoted it. Promoted about, this is shocking. This is crazy. And then the next, like 12 hours later, because of WWE and Fox pressure, took the clip down completely off the internet. Okay, but what's the alternative? Okay, when they say other athletes have drivers, no, they don't. They go on a bus. Sure, they're on a freaking 
bus. Well, I don't want to be on a bus next to Big Show. I'm sorry. I'm good. But having that option, though, isn't that okay, uh, put the option out? That's great. Okay, then fine. But I always like the freedom of being able to drive. Even I, I want to be with others. Sometimes that happens when you want to be isolated. Sure. I want to be by myself and think about my promo I'm going to have later that night or a week later on TV. That's where I get all my promos from. I'm always on my car drives by myself, honestly. And I'd record them on my phone, and I'd always time to think to myself. Well, WWE should contract uh, you know, future Hall of Famer Matt Morgan to go out and do some damage control and talk about the benefits of driving yourself from city to city. Because Bailey, she used the term, sometimes this is through sketchy towns they drive through. <laughs> Has to take your foot off the gas because you're worried that you're going to run out of gas. It's never happened, but people have before. Like she was saying, like just she set it up so, so bad to make it sound like this dire situation that the I interviewer mean, just pounced on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there was a point when they started. I think it was like what every four. I think it's bigger now. I think it's six hours. If yeah. it's anything over six hours, they got to drive. When I was there, it was anything over four hours you had to drive? I think is what it was. But everything else was flights a lot of the time. I mean, yeah. we still get flown into the major city that we get sure. flown into. Problem and is, you're with WWE, back home. yeah, the problem is when WWE starts playing in the middle of bum f somewhere. You know, like then you're having to drive four hours to get there. Yeah, that suck. That does suck. You're not getting into two, three a.m. Well, right. so we were Being talking a about tire or something. To me, that was always worth it. I'm just being yeah. serious, being honest, and that was nothing. And big towns can afford buses, and guys will let other guys on their bus. So, I mean, there are benefits there. But speaking of collective bargaining, Raj and I were talking about this on the air. It's very well promoted a couple of years ago. One of the stars of Riverdale worked a long day shooting uh, and then drove home, fell asleep, ran into a tree. Because of that, SAG was able to modify talent agreements as part of their ratified collective bargaining agreement to sure. say, if you're going to shoot 14-hour days, you're going to give the actor a driver. Yeah. No, so course. I think, yeah. What happens when you have a union, though? Yeah, I know. So I think that so far this uh, Fox and WWE relationship is working out wonderfully. Let's see what's happening. (laughs) Yeah, this is a first Fox interview. Uh, But this interview was on Fox? Yeah, that's one. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, no. There's a learning curve that they're going to (laughs) have. I didn't know this was Fox. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, Yeah. it's on FS1. So they've taken it down off the internet, but copies of it are spreading around. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure questions like this will never be asked again. All right. I'm sure WWE made some calls. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) fine. I'm sorry, the PR. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. The PR person that goes into these interviews with us, their job is to sit there with that interview and say, "Here's what you're talking about. Here's what you're not talking about. Stick with it." And then they need to get in there when she's being asked that that question and go, "Yeah, that's the job." Right. Yeah, just hits the lights. Yep. Uh, yeah. Undertaker could be coming. I don't know. Something happened. A gong goes off, and it's like, "All right, interview over." Virgil, what are you doing here? but there you have it from matt morgan time alone in the car is a good time to work on your promos collect your thoughts unfortunately these guys don't get to do their own promos anymore talk to my wife like i mean there's a thousand things to do to get away from these yahoos that i'm around 12 (laughs) hours a day with right when you had to ride with someone who'd you used to ride with believe it or not brock um wow brock Brock, at first brock because he didn't want to he didn't like travel with everybody and his own and it's right before he got his own plane then wow. it was. Yeah. Did you ever ride on Brock's plane? No, yeah. no, no. It was just him, right? Pretty yeah. much. But 
yeah, nobody had the buses yet. Big Show didn't get his own bus yet. Um, yes, actually, yes, he did. I take that back. Yeah, he did. But um, yeah, I, I just I, I liked it though because I also did also like the opportunity to meet the guy somewhere else. Like if they want to go to Waffle House or somewhere to eat like that, I can go meet him there, hang out, and then get my fill. And like, all right, I've had enough of you guys again. I want to be with myself again. <laughs> Forget ride along. I would watch a series of the entire roster on one bus trying to decide where they're going to pull over and go to eat. Oh, <laughs> what to go to or where to go? Tan- oh, that'd be hilarious. That'd be fantastic. Much better. Uh, well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be back tomorrow night to cover WWE Extreme Rules. Let's see if Bailey holds on to that title in the fallout from this interview. Uh, Matt Morgan, anything you want to plug? It's good. Uh, Raj, what's coming up on the site? Uh- uh, it's awesome Kong. We got an interview with her coming up. Uh, we had Kevin Bon Eric just dropped uh, the other day. Uh, t- tons of people, so keep checking out the site. Awesome, everyone. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Appreciate a follow where I live tweet along with WWE and AEW programming. And we will see you back here tomorrow night for Extreme Rules on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.